And as you know, though, that the, the, the curtain would have officially closed. We mentioned this. When is it? On Monday. Yeah, the curtain would have officially come down on the 2019-2020 PSL campaign uh, this past weekend. And I'm certain that you probably can't help but play it in your head as to who would have won the league. Yesterday, when we spoke to Klimpokekan, he was saying, ah, it would have been sundowns. Hey, I don't know if you even thought about who was going to get the axe. You just can't help but think, where would your team have ended up? Now, following a fairy tale start to the season, also clinching the MTN 8. Oh, it's been a fairly even run for Matatanta so far. Now, one where they were potential title contenders up until the coronavirus put hold on the season. And whilst many of the PSL clubs have been rather quiet during the lockdown phase, Supersport United has been grabbing the headlines in recent times. They've been planning ahead. They've been shaping the side for next season already. Uh, true, Lizanza throughout. Uh, Stan Matthews joins us on the line. He's the Supersport United CEO. Good evening, Mr. Matthews. Welcome to the show. Evening, Rob. Nice to be with you. You sound deflated. Where's the energetic Stan Matthews that I know? What do you mean? I, I, I just listened to a seven-minute football commentary taking me back to the 1980s. <laughs> it was uh, actually very beautiful. 94 ad breaks because your show is so popular. So, you know, I'm just uh, trying to hang in here, Robbie. And uh, I've got also, you back. I'm, uh, I'm pretty deflated. I'm, I'm, I'm four two down in my pool challenge with my son in the lockdown challenge. We're having a little pool game. He's only oh, eleven nice. years old, and I'm, I'm four two down. So I'm not so happy. I want to get back there and uh, take a little bit of revenge. And so demand. Let's chat in the meantime. Beautiful stuff, man. Thanks so much, though, for affording us your time. I know that it, it is lockdown. It, it does afford us a little bit of catch-up time uh, for you and your supporters and everybody else in terms of what's uh, happening in the club. Uh, how have you been able, though, as, as a club in its totality, though, Stan, uh, been able to adjust to these new times, these new measures? I, I spoke as I was introducing you onto the sh- onto the show uh, that Supersport United were making inroads. I mean, you had kind of gone up the table to third place before lockdown happened. And you were, what, about eight points away from the top of the table kinds of chiefs, and you never knew what to, what's going to happen. I mean, there's 24 games that have been played by Supersport, yes. What, what, what's, what, what's this period been like, though, for Supersport as a family? I think from our perspective, we've tried to adopt a positive mentality at a horrible time. I think um, everybody's feeling the pain in all sectors all over the world. Uh, we're not immune to that. And uh, there's people even you know, close within our, our organization, our colleagues, um, that are having a difficult time. So it's not a time uh, really where one can be all bright and breezy and chipper and positive. But, uh, you know, you still have to, to put on a brave face. We have to grit our teeth and get through this, this challenge. And I've been very proud of, of my team, the way that they've gone about things. Most of the players, probably uh, 25, 24 of the 28 players, been exemplary in terms of their posting of, of, of the videos, their, their fitness regime, keeping in touch with the coaches, right down to academy level where my technical staff and people are having Zoom sessions daily with our different age groups and our talent. So I think we've kept the communication going well. 
Um, we've tried to keep uh, a degree of, of sanity in terms of all structures in the club, from our soccer schools, our junior and youth academy, our MDC team. And we've we've played. We've tried to pay close attention to the man management side because this is an unknown situation that we haven't been faced with before. In as far as where we were with the season, I think we realistic uh, that we blew our chances this season in um, our performances against uh, the bottom five or six clubs. Uh, you know, realistically, this is a season where we have uh, drawn one and won one against um, Chiefs. We've uh, We've we've done a double over Vitz. Um, we've beaten Pirates in the one game that we've played them, um, and we've shown in the NTN doubleheader semi-final that we can go pound for pound with Sundowns uh, when we have to. So it's disappointing then, um, having amassed that kind of points tally against uh, the top four clubs in the league, that we've dropped so many silly points. Um, against the bottom teams, and and that kind of cost us a dart at the title. But you know, in terms of our long term vision, um, we don't set our, our stall out at the beginning of the season that we title contenders. We're quite realistic about who we are and where we are, and, and our place in the pecking order as far as uh, being heavyweights and being able to um, go into the transfer market and and acquire um, expensive talent. That's, that's not a market that's open to us. We've got to box a, a little bit smart, and we've got to try and uh, wheel and deal and maneuver in, in, in the marketplace to bring in value and, and juggle our player trade. So, you know, we're in a good space. We, we've won a trophy. We've, we've got a coach in his second season. We've got um, a team where we've played more under 23 players than any other club in, in the PSL by a country mile. Um, so we feel that we, we've got a, a, a solid foundation at the football club, um, you know, to please God ride out this virus um, situation. Um, there will obviously be a lot of, um, you know, rumblings in the market uh, uh, post this virus because the market has to adjust now and, and, and take stock of, of, of the tremendous amount of casualties across the board uh, from direct uh, uh, affecting clubs and also their stakeholders, you know, in terms of sponsors and uh, shareholders and other people affiliated. So we feel that we're in a, in a pretty good position with our youth base um, to get through this and, um, and, and do as we've done, you know, the past 20 years, which is try to punch above our weight in the PSL. And talking about uh, punching above your weight, uh, how what, what sort of assessment have you made of your coach? I mean, it, it's been an incredible journey for somebody who's been with your team for almost 20 years, gets an opportunity now not to be an assistant, but to take on the driving seat. And he, oh man, I don't know. I, I just think because of his temperament, he is able to take on whatever the pressure is. He never shows it. Um, Etc. But just from a, a management perspective, though, Stan Matthews, what, what have you made of Kaitano Tembo? Well, I think the same as we're very proud, and we always say that you know a kid like Ronwin Williams um, is a poster child for the football club in terms of aspiration and and opportunity for young people because he came in as a young twelve-year-old and today stands as the PSL you know goalkeeper of of the season and the Bafana goalkeeper and the most capped player in the history of our football club at the tender age of 27. 
So he's a product that we're exceptionally proud of. Those type of products, Kamasela, Mokocho, and others um, in the playing field. But I think, you know, when we look over the years um, at the Pizzo Mosamanis, the Thomas Madachachis, um, you know, now you can see the establishment of an Andre Arendse, um a Grant Johnson. We, we like to feel that we've made contributions to coaches. Gavin Hunt came to us with a limited coaching record and, um, you know, left us with the foundation of being um, one of the all-time coaches um, in the PSL and deservedly so with what he's done at Wits as well. And um, so we think we're a club that is a platform for talent. I myself um, was brought into the football club by MTS Patel and Kulu Subia as a young unknown uh, entity from the amateur ranks in football and given an opportunity to show what I can do. And, you know, 20 years and 12 trophies later, we've endorsed that faith. And so I believe that that type of culture is in the bloodstream of our club. And so when you have a Caetano Tembo, who um, started with us as a player, he was a warrior as a player, and when he finished his playing career, he came in and chatted with me and said that he wanted to take it on with coaching and do his qualifications. You must remember he had been elbowed out the team by a young Sibonisu Gaka, um, you know, a young 18, 19-year-old that was giving him a lot of trouble and making him insecure as a player who was coming to the end of his career. And he handled that whole process with... Um, such uh, dignity, with humility, uh, with with uh, um, a, a team ethic in the sense that he understood that, you know, uh, Sibuniso uh, Power was going to knock him out, uh, but he still wanted to be part of the club. And he went and he did his coaching qualifications. He worked his way from the under-13s to the under-15s, under-17s, under-19s, took some teams to the Bay Hill Cup, um, and got his opportunity out of sheer hard work because when Tommy Marekhahi uh, left for Bafana Bafana, um, you know, Gavin Hunt looked around and the face that he had been seeing for the previous two years every single day at morning training without being asked and without being compensated for was the under-19 coach, Caetano Tembo, who had taken it upon himself each and every day to go and learn from Gavin and Tommy um, to go and try and replicate what he could um, into his under-17s and under-19 age groups over that period. And so when Gavin was looking for a, a, a right-hand man, he didn't need to look far. Someone had already been putting his hand up in a voluntary capacity for two years. And I think that a lot of young people can learn from that these days because yeah. people want rewards without uh, hard work. And Caetano is absolutely the epitome of somebody who's got such a wonderful work ethic and honest work ethic. And he was prepared to put two years of his time in. He never once came to me and said, come and give me petrol money, give me travel allowance pay for this, pay for that. He just wanted to learn and he wanted to better himself and he's had the rewards of that. So um, the fact that he's been in and out as caretaker coach a couple of times and still had the resilience to have faith that there was a, a future for him at the football club, uh, I think it's wonderful and it's a beautiful fairy tale story. Um, obviously, in football, you're always hesitant about um, uh, celebrating too far ahead because... I celebrated the Telcom Cup with Gordon and, and four months later he wasn't my coach and I celebrated the MTN8 with, with Eric and, and five months later he wasn't my coach. So, you know, it, it's a situation where very happy and proud of the, of the, of the road that Caetano has led up to now. But he knows, like all of us in football, that you're only judged each and every time uh, in terms of your recent achievements. 
and um, that we've got to keep going. And he's got to build a better record. He's got a picture with me now um, with one pinky up in the air for his first trophy. And we want to keep pushing until he's got a full fist in the air um, and that he can be celebrated as, as you know, as something special in South African football. He, he, he knows that, that he's still got a lot to learn and he's got a great attitude um, to learn it. So um, we're just happy that, that we've had some success with him already. Let's take a three-minute break. Uh, Stan, thank you so much. We're just going to head off to news. Uh, we'll get a news update. We'll come back. We'll chat. We'll take a couple of questions. 060-584-2250. Stan Matthews, my guest, the CEO of Supersport United. Any questions, send those through. Uh, he'll be with us. Lots of your questions are coming through on social media, on Twitter. Also, 060-584-2250. Stan Matthews, my guest, is the CEO of Supersport United, lying third on the table. As far as the absolute premiership is concerned, 40 points for them, 24 games played. Just eight points difference from Kaiser Chiefs. They were starting to knock on Sundown's door. Uh, but hey, coronavirus decided to descend upon all of us. And this is where we are. What do you think needs to happen, though, Stan? Thank you so much for your patience, by the way. And uh, as we continue our conversation, we'll take questions as well from the listeners and your supporters. What, what should happen next as far as uh, football is concerned? Well, obviously, we're taking it step by step. Um, we have a health task committee and a regulatory committee that are in play and working hard on a daily basis. We've got Zoom sessions tomorrow with uh, with all the members to take it forward and uh, we believe that we have a return to play protocol that's as good as anything that the world is offering we're benchmarking off the world league forum of which the chairman is a member and um we we're looking at all the best models from la liga bundesliga epl we're tracking the world's leagues and um we're going to be ready and to take whatever steps are possible you know we can only act within the parameters that the environment in the state um, the law of the land allows us. And within those parameters, we are ready to adapt and do what needs to be done to try and salvage what's uh, left of, of the 2019-20 season. Tough calls to be made all round. Let's chat about Dane Clayt. I believe good news as far as he's concerned. Uh, he's coming back home. Yeah, I've, I've been reading a little bit about that um, in different places. Um, I think it's been a, a, a bit uh, exaggerated in the media. Uh, Dane basically approached me and asked if he can do his internship and the practical part of his coaching program back at the club. And um, obviously, from our perspective, we had him as a young lad in our academy, and he won three league titles with us and has gone on to become the most decorated player in South African football history and a product of the club that we're exceptionally proud. And I think any of our former players are always welcome to come. And um, he asked me for that opportunity and I didn't blink twice. In as far as him staying on uh, beyond his internship and his practical, um, you know, that's uh, still a lot of water that has to flow under that bridge. We haven't had any kind of discussion about that. There's no vacancies at the moment at the club. But, you know, Dane is obviously a person that we love and um, someone who, let's see how he does in his coaching, let's keep an open door with him. And he's certainly the type of personality, the type of character and um, the type of individual that we know and trust and, and in, at the right time, 
why wouldn't we have somebody like Dane Clayton in our football club? Because he's a winner and, and he's a great young man with great values. So in, in, in the long term, though, as you've done, obviously you, you made the example of Caetano Tembo uh, regarding his long stay and the sacrifices that he made. It, it would be the same. I mean, you open opportunity, and especially for people that understand the culture and the interests of Supersport United, that if they get the right, let's say, coaching badges and they show the signs at junior level or even at uh, MDC level, that they stand as good a chance as anybody else to take the number one job? Well, let's take it a step back. You know, I, I take my leave from my chairman's book. You've had him on your show many times. Uh, he's, he's been a fantastic chairman for us and a, a source of stability and consistency um, over a 20-year period that's seen us finish in the top eight 20 times in a row. And that's something mm. we're very proud of along with our trophy count. So he sets the tone as the chairman and and uh, being a former player, uh, right from the outset, both he and MTS gave me a mandate to try and build a culture in the club that re- rewarded um, loyalty and, and hard work. And so those opportunities have gravitated to lots of individuals over the years, as I've mentioned some of them earlier before, but guys like mm-hmm. Ricardo Katza and Tabo September, Jabo Mishlangu, who's still in the system, um, despite, uh, let's say, you know, some wayward tendencies at times. Uh, but we take a view on, on, on people in terms of what we feel they can develop and, and, and aspire to. And it starts with how they conduct themselves as players. And you try and get that message through to young players that the players that have stayed on, the Andre Orenses, the Grant Johnsons, the Ricardo Katzers, the Ketana Tembos, the Tommy Madakakis, these are, are players that conduct themselves in a very exemplary way off the field. These are people that have character in the dressing room that you don't need a coach and other people to shape discipline and work ethic. They were there to to tell their players, hey, you're out of line. Hey, don't come late to training. Don't disrespect the group. And they set the tone. And and so those kind of players, they put their hands up in situations where they're not being paid extra for their leadership role or their captaincy badge or, or their informal leadership role, but they conduct it. Those are the ones that have after life in football. And, um, and that needs to get out there. It's not just about talent because uh, if we look around, it's not the most talented and audaciously talented players that make it in football afterwards. It's, it's the ones that are, are, are ready to put their heads down, knuckle down, work hard, um, and, and, and see it through. Mm. And, you know, I think that that's something that a lot of young people could take a leaf out of out of their books. Just before I head off to the voice notes, uh, Stan, um, I, I know that a lot of clubs, and I'm being very presumptuous now, you can correct me if I'm wrong, at about this time, you would be heading towards some form of a cleanup uh, at Supersport United. If you were to attach a number, how many people would likely be affected by that? Well, look, we <laughs> oh, the most critical question. Get uh, a signal. I think the, the snooker, the pool table, has had an effect on Stan Matthews' phone. So we'll try to get it back on the line uh, as as he was getting into that answer. So we'll, let's get the answer from Stan, then we hit the voice notes. 
Um, yeah, Stan, you're back with us. Sorry, Rob. Uh, not sure yeah, what happened sorry. there. Um, yeah. y- you were asking about cuts and things like that. Look, um, yeah, my just the cleanup. Yeah, m- my people have have, have 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 told us that we're okay, and I've informed the players that there's not going to be any impact to them until the end of June, and we'll reassess the situation from there. The the status quo from us as a planning point of view is no different to any other season. Uh, we're analysing our group of 28 players. We're looking at the bottom four or five players from a game time and contribution perspective, and understand that you know the the, the bottom lot will not be renewed or, or retained or, or be moved on. Uh, that's the nature of of the game, and uh, we wa- we'll have a pretty stable setup to be honest, Rob. We're not going to wheel and deal too much. Um, We've we've had a couple of budget cuts already, and um, we, you know we we've looked at the situation. We're going to try and hold on to as many players as we can. Uh, we don't want to lose uh, players, and and no players are up for sale at the moment. But you know if the crunch keeps coming and 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 spreading further and further and and starts to to inch its way into our budget, then. Um, I have to cut the cloth accordingly and be realistic about where we are and, and, and what we need to do. And to be blunt with you, Robert, mm-hmm. even if we uh, offloaded a player or two, we anticipate that many clubs are going to be offloading a player or two. And the, the ground that we'll lose on the top three, you know, we don't see ourselves as a top three club from a size and power point of view. We, we, we're there with Vitz uh, fighting to, to finish top of our own league table, which is, is number four. And, and, and we're realistic about that. We're happy to, to have a go at the Cups and we're happy to try and penetrate that top four, but we haven't done it for eight years. And um, if we need to trim our budget by offloading a player or two, my coach understands that that's the reality. And he's, it's one of the reasons he got the jobs because he knows where we are. And there's times, Robert, where you can be aggressive, like in the build-up to the World Cup in 2010. Mm-hmm. Market was a bull market, and, and we went and we were a little bit more aggressive, and we got some rewards for it. But people forget that from 2010 to 2013, we went through a lot of consolidation as a football club. It led Gavin to probably leave us and go to Vitz, where he could have a more expansive transfer budget at the time, uh, and more in keeping with the transfer dealings he w- wanted to do. And that was understandable because we weren't in a position to go out and wheel and deal for those three years. We were tightening our budget. We then went into the market between Gordon and Stewart, and we invested heavily in a lot of players. And the result has been five trophies in the last five years off the base of a pretty consistent squad. And we're reaching a stage now where we're going to have to look back again and consolidate again. We're losing our captain um, off to the U.K., and we've got a young base of players, which you don't want to uh, saddle with unnecessary expectation. I don't expect a team where the majority of my boys are under the age of 25 to carry me to the league title. But if they can, wonderful. That's a dream come true. But it's not something that we're going to uh, put strain on ourselves as a football club to try and achieve. Because we've seen uh, Ajax, Free State Stars, Santos, Swallows, Joma Cosmos, and many other clubs that have won cups just like us but are no longer in the PSL. So we have to pay respect to the league, the competitive league that it is, and understand that if we have to cut our cloth and fight for our top eight place, and that's what constitutes a season for us for one or two years during tough times, then we'll do what we have to do. Sure. Let's go to the voice note. Stan Matthews, my guest right here on Mara Sports Worldwide. Good evening, Rob. Good evening to Mr. Stan Matthews. 
you know, we have seen the wonderful career of Kwanele um, Kopo, who is uh, their coach at academy level, and we have seen, you know, some wonderful youngsters coming through the likes of Nchomayolo coming up under his hands. What can he tell us about Kwanele Kopo as a head coach, and especially in the development at Supersport United, and what type of contribution does he give to the club? Thank you very much. Ah, Mr. Marawa, good evening. It's JBA in Timbisa. Oh, can you please um, ask uh, Mr. Matthews? Uh, he's got a replacement for Dane Foreman already. Thank you very much. I will listen on the radio. Thank you, Mr. Marawa. Good evening, Brarok. I would like to commend Mr. Stan for the outstanding job he has shown throughout the years in the South African football. My question to him is very straightforward. We have heard about the outcry on the Clare Africa Championship about the about the football managers who are struggling to pay their players. What is his use on that? And then. What does he think it can be a, a way forward in terms of resolving the issue? Thank you very much, Malwani in Cape Town. Hi, Robs. I've been very, very angry to Supersport United. They've been taking my players, all of my players, all the time they're taking Kesachus players, all the time. My championship players, Mandla Masang, Kingston, Renelo Litsolonyan, all my players. Supersport has been taking my players. Very, very angry to Supersport United. Shut up. A very good evening, Mr. Marawa and Mr. Stan, Stan Matthews. Uh, just a quick question I would like to ask Stan. Uh, we can see the development of the Supersport schools and most of the academy products being loaned down just after the age of 18, 19. What, what is the prospect of those boys coming back in the long-term future? Because honestly, I do believe that the squad that was that won the Bale tournament and some of the key players that are playing for Amatak right now is the future of Supersport and will go on to win tournaments. And I'd like another quick question. How does one become a CEO of a football club? Evening Mr. Marawa, evening Mr. Marawa and evening to Mr. Matthews. Uh, can you please ask Mr. Matthews the reason behind not to let Opre Motiba to go to Sundowns. Was his decision or was him himself who advised the boy not to go to Sundowns? Can you ask him for that? And then uh, I want to say to him, he must keep up the good work that he has done at Supersport. I wish him all the best. Espolani Chulu from Cape Town. Thank you, Mr. Robert. All right, uh, Kolani, thank you so much indeed. You know what, Stan, I am being told back in studio that you have more questions than they present at a budget speech ahead of yeah. a budget <laughs> presentation. You, I hope you made some notes there. <laughs> no, I did, I did, I did. Don't worry. And I'm going to ask you to be very brief with the let's answers as well. Speed, we, we, let's we, do some speed answers. Let's go. Yeah, speed okay, answers, Stan. Let's, yeah, Kwanele Kopo. Yeah. guy, 20 years with us, uh, amazing guy. He's having his opportunity with the Olympics. Um, he's been an assistant there with David Notswani. Uh, we've obviously afforded him a lot of time to spend in that national arena making a contribution. 
And um, I think that Kopo will have to decide in his own time whether he wants to throw himself in with the, uh, the kind of uh, you know head coach uh, fight that goes in that jungle or whether he wants to retain his status as a youth development specialist where he's produced uh, a lot of players. Um, on Dean, no, we haven't found his replacement. I think Tebza, um will will slot into that number four jersey straight away and get a chance to do that, especially in these six games um, where, where Dean's not available. So we'll be able to see. And if Tebza doesn't uh, fill Dean's boots properly, then we can have that discussion again in six weeks. But our intention is to promote from within. And then you can just fire questions now, Rob. Where, yeah. where do they the, go the from there? The Glad Africa clubs that are not paying their players, what's your take on that? It's been ongoing and it's been very sad to witness for us to bring onto the radio players not being paid for as far back as December. Yeah, I think it, that's a very sad situation, Robert. It's not for me to comment on other people's situations. Uh, football has uh, tribunals and forums and mechanisms where all disputes and conflicts uh, can be taken where players' rights are protected and, and preserved and held to the highest standard in terms of the letter of the law and the rules and regulation of our own industry. So any person that's got a gripe or got a conflict uh, shouldn't be coming on your show. They should be taking it to the forums and they'll get justice and um, they'll have their full legal rights reserved at all times. And more than that, we can't do as a football body, you know, um, that's a sad situation in all forms of industry and everybody's getting hurt and there's no there's no winners only losers mm-hmm. uh, what okay. was the next one yeah the the taking of players we had a very angry caller uh, but i think it was just more emotional all of his favorites no no well, i think taking. when Stuart came to us we, uh, we did go and 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 take what one would call a few Kaiser chiefs players but you know over the years these things uh, even out Morgan Gould went from me to Kaiser Chiefs. Sibonisu Gaka went to Kaiser Chiefs. George Maduleka has gone to Kaiser Chiefs. And Tia and Tia, the left back, is a product from my academy that spent five years in my academy before being touted as a Chiefs development player. So, you know, these things uh, go in swings and roundabouts. And I think if you add it up over the years, um, you know, it's pretty much toe for toe. And we love our little rivalry with Kaiser Chiefs. And we respect Kaiser Chiefs immensely. They are probably the... Uh, number one uh, brand on the African continent as far as we're concerned. All right. So then there was also one that um, the players that are being loaned out are saying that the, the Bay Hill uh, tournament winners are, are, are literally the future of Supersport United. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I think uh, since the MDCs come along, we haven't loaned out that many players. But this year we loaned out three Two of them were overage, so they couldn't play for the MDC in Mashalatsi and Malinga. So we gave them opportunities at Tucks and Swallows. And Mayo could have played MDC, but, you know, he's been the MDC player of the year two years in a row. He scores goals for free there. He's not being challenged there. And, and we decided to rather send him out to Tucks and see if he could step it up um, at, at Glad Africa Championship level. Modiba, was it your decision that he does not go to Sundowns? No, it's never my decision about these type of things. Uh, first of all, they never met the asking price. And second of all, they never agreed terms with the player. So, you know, the two key ingredients of a deal going through weren't met. First, you have to uh, meet terms with uh, the other club, and then you have to agree terms with a player. And in the absence of either of those things, the deal was dead in the water. So to blame me or Aubrey or anybody else... Um, it's just inaccurate because um, neither of us got anywhere near what we wanted. So 
there was no deal for us. It was hypothesis. Okay. Um, I, would have, I would have pressed you on that one. You know that, Stan. But because of time, let me move on to... <laughs> <laughs> let me move on to... Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very, very, very open innocent, honest question, but also aspirational. Uh, the question about how do you become a CEO of a football club? I think you ask your dad to buy a club, and um, <laughs> there you go. You're, you're in the job. It's, it's, look, it's not, an easy, uh, it's not an easy one, jokes aside. I think the, the main structure of football clubs, specifically in South Africa, they're family-oriented business, and it's not too often that you go outside of the family to appoint a CEO. So the amount of jobs that are available within the football, professional football landscape in the PSL is only 16, and then you take out the family businesses. So you've got a handful of jobs available um, to the thousands and thousands of would-be aspirational CEOs. So it's not an, an easy thing. And I think that one needs to go into football and sports management um, with a more a broader, generalistic view if you're going to aim only for one position so you limit your market. In, in a big way. And I certainly didn't set out to be a sports CEO. I wanted to be a soccer sure. coach like Pizzo. I just wasn't good enough. <laughs> so I landed up with a bit of luck. So, you know, if you have hard work and qualifications and luck along the way, I would say if you want to be a CEO, just make sure that you put yourself in a position where you've got broad-based management skills. I'm lucky I've got a, a BCom honors in sports management. I've got a degree in psychology. So if I wasn't in football, I, I, I could probably be involved in other things. So, um, you know, that's the way you want to go. You want to try and get broad-based business skills, and then you need luck to be a football CEO. Stan Matthews, I can only say to you, Thank you, thank you, thank you once again. It's always great ch chatting to you. I mean, I know how much passion you have for the beautiful game of football. I know it's lockdown. I know that you're playing snooker pool there, uh, and I want you to get back and claim your, your winning trophy uh, over there at home. <laughs> Stay safe, Stan. I want to see you soon, and hopefully football Thanks, uh, will resume you and everybody will listener. be safe. Stay strong. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Stan Matthews. All, All the right. best. Ciao. Great stuff, man. Thanking him. Super Sport United. CEO, right here on Mara Sports Worldwide. Thank you for the, huh, the WhatsApp voice notes. There were so many. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, I think we've kind of summarized a lot of uh, what people wanted to know uh, right there. Just